Today we're talking about control. Yes. And uh, the, the reason I got to this, and this was, you know, uh, a suggestion that we both collaborated on to some well, degree. You, I mean, it was your idea. I, I just agreed to it. Yeah, mo most of them are. But anyway. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> G'day everyone, Pete Techman Coman here for another exciting episode of The Tech Effect and the man of the moment, the one that you've all been waiting to hear from, the other guy, Mark the Bearded Tech Scan. Welcome, Mark. Drum roll, please. <laughs> G'day, Pete. How are you, mate? Fantastic. It's warming up over here in, in New York. Uh, you know, spring is just around the corner and um, feeling great. So how about yourself? Spring is springing or sprunging or something's, something's going on there. Actually, interestingly enough, one of the things I found out about... Um, oh, by the way, I'm doing well, thanks. Uh, <laughs> um, interesting, the thing I found that I love about the States is like Australia does seasons like to the date, right? You know, it's like... The first of June, it's winter, yeah. And and but the states does everything by the solstice. Correct. So so, and and you know what? That most people I ask in the states. So when does winter actually start? Ah, I don't know. Twenty second. Well, winter starts uh, on the twenty second of December. It's twenty second December, and yeah. And then when when summer, ah, twenty first, nineteenth, something like that of June, something like yeah. that. And they all go, ah, oh, yeah, it's out there somewhere. So, <laughs> not in Australia, mate. We make it easy because it's we're we're super super duper lazy, right? So it's like just just don't make it hard for us. We're on the first of yeah you know, of the of the quarter. So it's uh, well, they, they do it they they do it the hard way over here also. I mean, they still use the imperial system rather than the the, the metric system, right? So it's everything's so much more difficult like to remember these dates and <laughs> okay, started. don't get me started. started don't get started on the imperial system it's uh it's i think there's not many other places in the world that are still using it is there well i tell you who's probably worse than the us is the uk they're totally confused because they use a mixture of imperial and metric so they, they're still in miles per hour but then they'll you know they'll, they'll talk about temperature in celsius and you're like, well, what are you? At least be one in one camp or the other. Yeah, Don't yeah, be yeah. all mixed up yeah. like that. Get off the fence. Yeah. <laughs> Try and keep the whole world happy. <laughs> okay. But what, what, what I wanted to also mention there is that you're talking about spring and the change of seasons and so on. I remember when, when I moved from Sydney up to Brisbane uh, a number of years ago that I, found, I quickly found out that, that Brisbane, or southeast Queensland, really only has like one and a half seasons it's either hot or it's warm uh, even like in, in uh <laughs> even in winter i remember rocking up to to the office at you know it's 17 degrees i got my sleeves rolled up and there's this beautiful weather and you've got people got beanies on and scarves on and they're they're shivering away like what are you at 17 degrees this is beautiful yeah yeah Celsius, but, 17 degrees Celsius. Yeah. Yeah. Celsius, that's right. But, but, yeah. but over here, you have distinct seasons. Like I remember, like in Sydney, I, I say to people, the weather is either jumper on or jumper off. That's, that's the weather. Over here, you've got yeah. four different jackets. You've got different 
pants and boots and layers and scarves. You, you, you have to be totally, totally prepared. And your wardrobe is sort of four times as big just because of all the different uh, weather conditions that you need to be prepared for. Yeah, and I've, I've actually seen some of your fashionista um, jackets and stuff. So, um, look, I'll, I'll, I'll concur with, with your sentiment there that you must have a wardrobe bigger than most. Uh, most. We'll leave it there. <laughs> anyway, anyway, Pete, we've got, a, we've, got a, we've got a fun show today. So, you know, we are known as the uh, disruptors, you know, we... Look, if, if, if nobody knew that we were, we are now, right? Uh, we are the disruptors now. Um, I'm, so so right, last show, it was show us your rack. Your rack. Your rack. Yes. <laughs> <Show us>. rack. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, so look, we've both been pretty busy and we've, uh, we've got a little, we've got a few, few images coming in. Uh, we've seen a few on LinkedIn. I think we've tagged a few and gone, mm -hmm. man, they're, they're a great candidate. So, but look, I don't want to brag, <laughs> but I'm gonna. Okay, so um, I, I'm gonna. <laughs> there's this one time. So, so as we discussed last week, we did um, say that it was one of the things that we're working on in our business is making sure our rack work is uh, is you know on the constant. Uh, improvement. So, mm -hmm. I just want to show you. This is a show us your rack from from us from the big picture, and I'm going to show you now. Make sure I go to the right input. That would be a good idea. You ready for this? Here we go. Here's our show us your rack. I'm going to maybe I can do something like here that zoom in a bit there. Makes this makes this a bit uh, makes this a bit nicer. Here, Here we, we go. go. So this is our young fella, and he's um he's been nice. he's been working on this. Mm -hmm. So, um, look, pretty pretty good, I reckon. It's, there's good access. The cables are loomed. You can move the um, if you need to switch the HDMI inputs. You could, for whatever reason, um, you've, you can get your hand into everything. There's a little bit of work to go there because there's a few bit more bits and bits of gear to go in here. But there's no cable not, ties on there, Pete. I'm, I was just about to say I'm not seeing any cable ties there, which is brilliant. It looks like you're uh, using some. Some uh, Velcro wraps on the cables, and you and you haven't got a, a a thousand wraps going on there as well. You only need you just need enough to support the cable. Yeah, yeah access is good. So um, yeah, so that's uh, well, get out of there, bring bring it back to me because it's all about me. Um, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> hang on, I'll get back on back on back on track here. So yeah, that's our show us your rack. So you know. I'm starting the ball rolling. If you see a rack, don't forget to tag, show us your rack. And we'll do a, so that's a, uh, we covered this off a hashtag, show us ya, Y-A. Right there, right rack. there. There it is. Show, hashtag show us Y-A rack. Show us ya rack. Ya rack, yeah. Perfect. Yeah, so don't, don't be afraid. So that's just a little uh, recap from from the last show, right? Yes. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, today, being the disruptors that we are, about show us your rack and 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 um, show us your rig, following on from ISE, like in a former lifetime. <laughs> Seems so. Today we're ago. talking. 
It seems so long ago. Today, anyway, I'm, I'm rambling on. Today we're talking about control. Yes. And uh, the, the reason I got to this, and this was, you know, uh, a suggestion that we both collaborated on to some well, degree. You, I mean, it was your idea. I, I just agreed to it. Yeah, mo most of them are. But anyway. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway. anyway true this story. Is so, true story. <laughs> True story. Yeah. The, the next true story is the reason I got to this idea is I went, uh, recently we have, look, it, it's no secret I'm a, I'm a fan of Zoom. Uh, we do this recording on Zoom. I'm always looking at the Zoom shares, wishing I'd have bought them at 60 bucks when they floated. Now going, I can't even buy, afford to buy one. Um, <laughs> if only. It's, it's like... Yeah, if only, you know, it's a bit like Bitcoin. Yeah, let's not go down my, today's not Mark's investment strategy day. Um, today is talking about control. So we've gone to this Zoom. So we've, we've been doing Zoom rooms and, and like, like a lot of people have. Anyway, uh, I've gone, oh, every time I look, oh, man, it'd be good if Zoom could control the, the equipment in the room. And whilst it can, as a Zoom room, you know, let's not, not to get it confused from Zoom personal licenses or whatever the you know, different license. This is a Zoom room license. So, and and let me just unpack that a little bit. What that entitles is a NAC or a PC or a whatever that's running Zoom rooms. And then you download an app onto a, 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 an Android tablet or a, um, iPad. an iOS, yeah, an iPad or whatever called Zoom Rooms, uh -huh. and that becomes your room controller, right? And, there, and that, that means you can start the meeting, you know, invite people from the meeting, do all that sort of stuff. The flaw with that was that uh, if you had other stuff you needed to control, like turn the screens on, you know, um, you had to have a, either you go back to the old remote, or you had to have a, a control system that overlay uh -huh. over the top. And, um, yeah, I don't know what your experience has been with it, but the Zoom locked it down pretty tight. So for the likes of Crestron, they had to download, uh, they, had to, they have a, a driver that would load into uh, the Crestron, the Zoom driver, and then when they went to Zoom, it would open up, flip to a page, and you had exactly the same Zoom room app. And so the benefit of that was, didn't matter what control system you're on, mm -hmm. the Zoom room app control was exactly the same, so that was a that was a good. Anyway, uh, the, the point of this is that Zoom, Zoom have opened up room controls. Now they've been talking about this, and I'll go back and there's twelve odd months, right? But mm -hmm. um, for whatever reason, I either hadn't picked it up, or uh, they've only just released it in Australia because Zoom does does that as well. And what they've done is uh, open up this, um, the ability to upload a, a JSON configuration file. So if you've got a half handy software developer, probably a lot of the Crestron guys can talk JSON. Anyone that can do Java and all that sort of stuff can talk JSON. Pretty, I think uh -huh. it's, if you're a software guy, that's pretty standard stuff, right? Yep. So you can upload um, a JSON configuration file into your Zoom, you enable it on your Zoom account, um, online and all of a sudden you've got this little button down the left hand side that says room controls and you can open up um, that and you can turn your displays on and off 
you can switch sources on your displays, you know, drop screens, you can run, and, and the, the focus is around uh, running global cache or global cache, depending on who yep. you're talking to, uh, units, so it's all IP, and you can you could trigger a 12 volt screen, uh, you know, a screen to drop down and do all that sort of stuff. So that got me thinking about where the control world is going, because what that means, you know, for us, we sit down and go, man, that's probably knocked 10 grand mm -hmm. out of a control system that's yep. not required anymore, out of, out of a standard boardroom, right? And now it's just running a iPad uh, for the control and, and a NUC, and the NUC is getting handled by IT, mm -hmm. right? So we come in and, and put in our SMIC um, mics and beautiful displays and do a JSON configuration file and hey presto, that's that's changed. I mean, I, for me, I was really excited <laughs> when this happened, right? Because I was even more excited when our guys were able to write the file and um, it didn't re require a, a third party programmer mm -hmm. that we're paying one hundred and fifty to three hundred dollars an hour for. Mm -hmm. um, and so, so, so where's this going? And I thought, Pete, we like it, it made me think about what control systems are out there. And we, I've got a list, and there's about 12-odd, 15-odd on the list, right? But where, where's it going, and why haven't the likes of Crestron really been affected? Why hasn't this control market really been disrupted yet? Mm -hmm. what's, your, what's your take on that? What, what, is, what is the reason? Jeez, oh, I've taken well, a long time to get to that. <laughs> what was the question again? I forgot, sorry. <laughs> Doing lessons from our UK friends. Um. <laughs> I, look, I, I think look, Crestron have done such a great job over the years, uh, getting the, their product in front of people, uh, getting their product installed, training uh, people how to program the system and install it. Like so, so look, hats off to them. Um, they've done a great job, and it's been rock solid for many, many years. Uh, prior to that, you know, you had companies like AMX and then more recently you've got companies like Extron getting into that control side of things. Um, mm. it, it, it's funny. I've always wondered why, uh, you know, I, with, with my background, like with uh, programming, lighting control and, and those kinds of systems, um, the control was relatively simple. Like I'm not sitting there. I mean, I could sit there and write code, but I didn't need to sit there and write code. So, I never understood of why why control systems have remained so complex for for such a long time. Um, as I said, I, I, as all I can think of is that is they've just companies like Crestron have just done such a great job with with all the contractors or the installers um, and even the end users. You know, saying, "Hey, look, you want reliability, you want something that's rock solid, you need to go with us." I think a lot of that is changing these days because in the past we were we had to use you know, RS-232 for control, we had to use IR. We were using clunky, shitty kind of control protocols. But now that everything is sitting on the network, it eliminates a lot of that, like it eliminates a lot of the smoke yeah. and mirrors. So I, I think that opens the door for companies like Zoom and others, you know, to, to actually control these systems uh, a, a, lot more, a, a lot more easily. Right than they have in the past. Yeah. 
Yeah, for sure. And I think also that, like, our our go-to is Crestron, right? Cool. And that's for probably two reasons. You know, uh, they've done a great job of their marketing, right? And mm -hmm. that hats off to them as well around that. Uh, but we're, we've got this almost security blanket that says um, we, we haven't got a, a rock-solid defined scope as how this control looks like at the start of the mm -hmm. job. So if we put Crestron in, we know it can kind of do it all. Yep. Yeah, and so the risk has then moved, and as long as we've got enough fat in the job to pay the programmer or not, you know, costed that in, sure. uh, and the programmer can sure. do it, then this is going to do anything we really want it to do. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I think that's our, our it's a security blanket for integrators as much as anything else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd have to uh, have to agree with that. And and it was yeah. a bit like it'd be like that old saying like. 20, 30 years ago, or even longer, where no one ever got fired for buying IBM, right? So it was kind of like this, this trusted product that, yeah, it might be more expensive, but, you know, you can't go wrong with it. So I, yes. I think it's that kind of mentality. But, you know, I, I think that's changing. And, and I think companies like Zoom, Microsoft, you know, Amazon, Google, you have these huge players with so many resources coming in now trying to get into that market. Yeah, okay, so interesting. And we'll come, we'll come back to those sort of four, I guess, in a minute. But mm -hmm. there's other companies who have had a crack at it, right? Now, yeah. bear with me for a second here. There's, so there's Crestron, which is you know, world-renowned. World AMX, who have been around for a long time, but seem to be knocked off the mantle. And every time mm -hmm. I, I did a bit of homework, of the top three control systems were out there, AMX wasn't one of them, which was interesting. Yes. Um, Atlona has been having a crack for a little while. RTI, Control 4, Savant, Extron as we covered, QSC. So it was actually the three that would come up regularly was Crestron, Extron and QSC as three, the three biggest control systems. Um, Utology uh, is yeah. still yeah, probably a bit underrepresented in Australia given the change of man of distribution that's happened, I think, in Australia over the last mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 12 or 18 months. So maybe we'll see that come back. Um, Cisco and Cisco integration with, with Lightwear. Yes. Right? Lightwear's doing some some cool stuff and, and um, they've got some basic little room controllers. Mm -hmm. But the real key thing about Lightwear is the, is the event management at the back at the back end, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. No, um, so I, I, I look at all those companies. I mean, they all they all have a place. So obviously, uh, you know, I, I mentioned your, your big players, your, your Googles, your Amazons, Microsofts, Zooms. But then, like you said, you throw you throw uh, Cisco in there as well. They've got their Touch Ten, and obviously, that is designed just to control their equipment, their video conferencing solutions. However, you, you throw a box in there, like one of these lightware boxes, and suddenly you open it up for additional control of, of the space. So, yeah. you know, so that, that becomes, you know, a player. But I, I think the only thing with that is that, you know, I'd like to see some stats, but I, the feeling that I get is that there is a decline in, in the Cisco product uh, being rolled out with a preference for Zoom and, and Teams. So I think that'll be less uh, prevalent. And 
And look, the other one, yeah. you know, we spoke before the show that Microsoft were having a crack uh, at control a number of years ago. I, for the life of me, I can't remember the name of, of their solution and I haven't heard about it. Like it hasn't sort of popped up like in the last 12 to 18 months, but there was always this talk about, you know, Microsoft coming in and doing a similar control. So I'd be really, really interested to see now that Zoom have their control. Normally, normally Microsoft, you know, with their Teams product, they, they're kind of looking over yeah. their shoulder all the time. What's Zoom doing? Oh, we need to do that. And they counteract yeah. it. So it's a very, they end up being very similar products. Yeah, they're, they're having a very big uh, David and Goliath fight really up there, aren't they, at that, at that, end, of the, that end of town? Absolutely. So, um, yeah. But yeah, there's a, there's a heap of other ones, I suppose, you know, the, the front row in schools, Jed, um, Joey's, and, and there's a couple of other ones like uh, Neats and, and Reacts uh, from Aurora, Paul, Paul Harris, right? So uh -huh. one of the things I love from my understanding of the Reacts product was that it, it's all Java and so you can write, you know, anyone who can write Java can then just go and make it do what it's like. I and mean, with a HTML5 front end, I think so. Ultimately, it becomes this panel for a hundred bucks, one hundred fifty bucks. That's the controller, and you just write all this stuff in the back end. Um, so I'm, I, I don't know why those ones really haven't that sort of full customization. And and then and then to add to that, we've got Barco's um, Overture, mm -hmm. which has been canned. Yeah, they. So we 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 got notification from Barco towards the end of last year, it might have been November last year, we were talking to Barco about the product. We were looking at their, they were doing demos for us. I mean, it on the surface, I mean, we, we never deployed it, but it looked like a pretty good product from, from the outside. And we were going, okay, well, let's, you know, we'll get a little bit more interested in this. And then a couple of weeks later, after doing all the demos and spending a, a bit of time around the product, they said, um we're not developing it anymore so mm. i don't know if they're trying to sell it off and someone else pick it up but it was it was disappointing because barco is a is a a player a big player in in the av market and um you know it was just disappointing we want we want choice we want competition but for some reason they just believe that they weren't getting it seems like they believe that they weren't getting the the traction that they were expecting yeah, the, the take up over over a yep. couple of years it seemed like the the corporate take up was was not enough to justify moving on so it's sort of uh for some for a company like barco who's got you know big dollars um probably massive marketing dollars i'm, I'm, ass mm -hmm. I'm assuming that they couldn't get traction in that spot in that in that Mm. Thing you would have thought that they could throw some money at it and really start to, and it would be a longer term play than two years, I guess. You know, because um, it did look it did look pretty good, but I, yeah, I agree. I money's mean, we money's in the it, model. It, maybe the model wasn't right or something. Don't know, but it's uh, it is it is a crowded market though. I mean, like we like typically, like you said before. I mean, when we think of control, we're really thinking of Prestron. Uh, in the past, we may have thought of AMX. Um, obviously, QSC with the CUSA system is is really gaining some some traction. Uh, you may think of Extron, but you know, like with all the players in there, it, it it's it's pretty it's pretty tough to get that uh, market share, as some of these yeah. companies have found out. They're very niched. A lot of them, though, some of them have really niched into their area. Like you look at Control Four and, and Savant, they're really focused in on 
on resi. Yeah. You know, yeah. they're really not going. The other one, the other one I think is interesting um, uh, is RTI. Now, um, I don't know what you think about RTI. To, to me, look, they've been around for a long time. Um, they had some had some rocky roads there a couple of years back, two, three or four years back. Uh, I, I believe the owner of RTI died, and so they've had to really put some management structure in place. But right now, to me, uh, I don't I don't know where they sit. Um, are they a commercial product? Are they a resi product? Are they all things to all people? And I don't know. What's your take on it? I just think they're they're a bit lost. They're struggling for identity. Yeah, look, I, I've never really, uh, what never deployed an RTI system. In, in my mind, it was always more of a, a resi product as well. Um, when I think of RTI, I'm thinking more of, you know, rem universal remote controls. I, I never, yeah. I, I never, I never saw it as a competitor to someone like Crestron. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, like you said, a lot of these products and solutions are very niche and that, that I, I thought that always, it just felt like a resi product to me. And, you know, nothing against RTI and their solution, but it was just, uh, it, it was just the impression that I got when I, every time I looked at their products on their stands at the, the trade shows. But here's the thing, Mr. Consumerization. Um, <laughs> Why? Why can't it be? Why can't it be a commercial product? I mean, you, you're you're always no, talking about this consumerization. No, no, I no no reason. I I just think that um, certain products or certain companies kind of get pigeonholed in 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 a certain way that that is the application, and it's just unfortunate. Very much I like mean, control maybe, four. Yeah. yeah, like control four. I mean. You know, I've seen it deployed in hotels around the world. Uh, like that, that's, that's yeah. not resi. I mean, that's, that's a, a commercial environment. Uh, but I, once again, I think it, it, it's just maybe the, the, the marketing maybe behind it sort of pigeonholes them into a certain category. Yeah, okay. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Okay, so we're speaking of, just speaking of consumerization, it was a great segue there. I was actually able to put you on the spot. But anyway, <laughs> um, the, the, the big four, the, as, as we said before, there was Google, Amazon, Microsoft. Now I forgot the other two, Microsoft and Zoom. Was it Zoom? Yep. Yeah. Yep. yeah. And, and it's probably the first two, really. It's, the, it's, it's Google and, and, uh, and Amazon, right? Um, now I, I had a I had a, a friend of mine ask me not that long ago. You know, Mark, I want to I want to do a smart home. Mm -hmm. um, so what do, what do I need to do? And I'm sitting there going, well, uh, just buy Google Homes. Like, mm -hmm. what what why do you need to go and, and I said, just put put your money into your infrastructure so your Wi-Fi's you know your Wi-Fi's good, good infrastructure. Wi-Fi still is connected via. A cable. cable somewhere along the line, <laughs> so we still are reliant on wire, uh, yes. and wire works. Um, absolutely, I, I don't think you are disagreeing with me there. Are you? No, I, I totally agree. I, I, it drives me crazy when we talk to clients or potential clients, and they're saying, "What do we need all this cable for? We, we just go wireless everything." And like, well, you're gonna have to plug in power, like to, to for your laptop or these other <laughs> devices. You might as well plug in a cable, get a guaranteed service, and get higher speeds. But that's yep. not today's topic. 
So we, no, we will no, we'll no. But, it, but, but so my point is, my point is, throw some uh, money in your core infrastructure and then just use Google yeah. Home. Like the, the efficiency, like I think we've covered this. The, the little speakers in Australia, seventy-five bucks. Like, and then you you hook it up to your to your lights and all that sort of stuff. So where does this? Where do these sit in the control world? Yeah, yeah. Like no, where does Cisco? Uh, where does Google Home and Alexa now? Alexa is one of your babies. I think little, you know, little thing. You sort of, you're you're quite passionate about where this is going. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And just remember that every time we mention the word Alexa, that everyone who's listening to this, their Alexa will go. Yeah. How can I help you? You know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. So okay, apologies, <laughs> apologies for any disruptions. <laughs> Alexa, Alexa, mute. Alexa. <laughs> mute your Alexa now. Alexa, mute. <laughs> Let's call it Amazon then. But, but the uh, probably is, that might be secure actually to, to, to get some clarity around this. We're not just talking about your Alexa voice module here, are we? No, we, we, we're talking... I think we, we take it a step further. I mean, it's uh, I, I, the, the cost of a Google Home or a Google Nest with which has a touchscreen on it and uh, the equivalent in the Amazon Alexa. I mean, what are you what are you paying? One hundred and fifty dollars or something for for a seven inch interactive panel with a built in speaker and microphone and camera. I mean, it's it's ridiculously cheap, right? So yeah. I think that these devices have so much potential uh, from a control point of view. There is already a lot of control that's built into it. We see a lot of products that are out on the market, panels these days, you know, like, for instance, Sony panels, like you can control via Alexa and, and by Google Home. Uh, and that's out of the box. And, it's, and it takes minutes to set that up. So... so so, yep. so uh, this this is the thing that I'm I'm you know trying to get my head around. Like a lot of the you know the Crestrons of the world have created Alexa drivers and different things like that. But so you're saying we don't need that intermediary equipment that that Crestron yeah. processor. But that's right. I mean, what because what's happened in the past, we have needed processors, Crestron processors, and the like. Because, like I said before. You know, we are controlling, in the past, we've controlled things by RS-232 and IR and all sorts of things going on. Now that everything is connected, you know, the, your, the TV, everything is on the network. So you've got your Alexa or your Google Home, that's on the network. The displays are on the network. Everything's on the network. So all it takes mm. is someone to have that integration written. I, as I said, like Sony is a great example where they have that integration already built into their panels. So it's easy to connect those two out of the box. I don't need to do anything. I don't need to be a programmer. I just change some settings, turn it on, and off I go. It's it's super, super easy. And we're going to see more and more products. Like you, you go to CES uh, and you have a look at these products and you have this technology that's baked into the product. I mean, even, yeah. even, even at home, my Nespresso uh, machine, I can control via, via Alexa you know, my kettle, really? uh, I mean, everything, it, it's such a, it's such a common integration these days. So where we just, obviously we need more and more plays in the, in the pro AV market to start integrating or start baking it into their products. So we can have that 
out of the box integration control. So you got to you got to think the the integrators that are forward thinking enough, you know, the the, the beta techs of the world. Uh, <laughs> The thought, leaders, the, point, the, the thought leaders of the, the world. <laughs> the people that have the resources, I suppose, to be able to then um, start to maybe allocate a person to you know, a, a half a day a week to sort of start doing some homework down this path yeah. are the ones that are going to be at the forefront of this, yeah? Ab absolutely. But, but think of it this way. So, so with, with Amazon, with Alexa, there's over 100,000 skills available. So for, for those that don't know, a skill is the equivalent of an app on your smartphone or tablet. So right. you can, people have written these apps or written these skills. And if, and if there isn't one, you can go and write one. Anyone can write it, just like anyone can build an app. So you could actually create these skills for Alexa. See, Alexa is a lot more open than... Than, than Google because it allows you to do, build these skills. But you could actually build these skills and control pretty much anything that, that you want. That's, it's, it's, a, it's a marketplace. And, yeah. and that's, why, that's why Amazon did that, right? And Amazon have also got um, a service called Amazon, uh, sorry, called Alexa for Business. So they know that there is a market there for their product to be rolled out in the corporate world, hence, hence why they're building this, this, this uh, Alexa for Business backend. So, yeah, oh, okay. I just, okay. I just think it's, it's to me. This it's, becomes yeah. this becomes this marketplace um, effectively that people can write skills, mm -hmm. and then we can all download them, use them. So, is there is there quality management around this? What's the? Is, how, well, how do you I, know? Yeah, I'm, skills I'm sure it's very similar to like what Apple. I mean, you've got to get the skill approved. It's got to be tested. It's got to be approved. It's got to it's got to work, right? So, um, but there's nothing stopping from stopping anyone from going out and writing those skills. So I think, yeah, uh, I, I think that's the biggest threat to the Crestrons of the world is is uh, Amazon in particular and people or manufacturers in particular. Uh, writing skills for their product. Okay, so so there, there there's your there's Pete's big uh, Pete's big tip. Um, if if we didn't know it already, it's definitely going down this path. But why? Why do why do if Amazon aren't going to charge for it? Well, at, they're not charging for it now. Yeah. Why? Why why would it go down that path? Well, first first yeah. of all, there is there is over. 200 million uh, smart assistants or smart speakers installed around the world. So that's a huge install base. But I think the biggest thing, why would, why would Amazon or Google make a play? Data. It's really simple. Data. The, the analogy that, I, that, that uh, comes to mind is, remember, well, I don't know, probably 10, 15 years ago when TomTom Tom and Garmin brought out their GPSs <laughs> for their cars. Like yeah. everyone had, I had one, right? How good's this? I can just punch in my destination and it tells me where I want to go. Who buys a, a, a GPS now? Hardly anybody. Yeah. You know, you can turn around. All of that is done from your phone or, and, yeah. and you download Google Maps. Google Maps is free. What are you giving up? Well, I, to, to get Google Maps, I need to agree to all the, all the terms and conditions. Uh, and one of those is to track me wherever I go. But 
a lot of people like myself are willing to give up that privacy or, or to allow Google to track me because what I'm getting in return is far greater than what I'm giving up. So I see the same thing happening. That you in understand the anyway, I guess. Yeah. What's that? <laughs> that, that? That's as you understand it, it's what you're giving in return is far greater than what you're giving up. So as you understand it, whether, you know, if you're into uh, conspiracies and all that sort of stuff, you know, or, but it's, it's more about... Um, to me, it's it's less friction as well, though. Like, I, I, absolutely, I've, I've got less devices. You've less, got a less, phone. Yeah, I've got it. Why not use it for yeah. for control? Yeah, so, was back back in the TomTom -tom days, I mean, I had a TomTom. -tom, actually, I remember when I, I travelled the states extensively, and I had TomTom. -tom, and funny funny story as to quick quick digression is my TomTom -tom had a stutter. Uh, <laughs> On, on purpose, you actually chose a voice or something with a stutter? No, no. <laughs> it, had a, it had a stutter. So you'd sit there and go, um, you'd it, be just running this map and like, you know, blah, 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 and turn right and then go, turn right, 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 right at the roundabout. <laughs> <laughs> and we, we the missus, we'd be sitting there, we'd be cracking up, go, <laughs> Tom, Tom, Tom's got a stutter. <laughs> I wonder if they put that in there purposefully, you know, but it was... But the friction, and, and then so 12 months later, we come back, and all of a sudden, Tom, as we dubbed him, not Tom Tom, it's just Tom, <laughs> Tom with a stutter, is out of date. And yep. now I'm going, okay. So now it's like, oh, I've got to download the maps. Oh, yep. go. Oh, man, they want to charge me 140 bucks. Yep. Screw that. Yeah. So the friction of that is, is part of it. And that probably comes back into that world of the so, it? so it's, yeah, I agree. Yeah. So less friction. And obviously the cost, the cost is huge. So if you did the equivalent, say, in a, in a Crestron panel or something similar, you're probably paying 10 times as much. I mean, you've got to pay for the panel itself. You've got to pay for some sort of processor to be able to control the devices. And then you've got to pay someone to program it all. So mm. it's at least 10 times the cost, if not more, to go with, a known entity, a, a control solution versus something like Alexa or, or Google Home. So, and, and, and price, you know, a lot of the time price is king. I, I really believe that control is, will be free. All these systems will be free because the amount of data and information that, that Google and Amazon will be collecting is, is mind-blowing. I mean, just as it is, you imagine how much information they actually collect from your home right, every single second. And then, so there, there must be a huge interest for these, these huge companies to actually get their product out into the corporate world. Mm. Be interesting to see how that really plays out, I guess. I suppose if I think about some of my clients and I go, okay, uh, some of these are high-end schools, K to 12, the, the grammar schools and all that sort of stuff, right? And so. Of, they've got to open up their network effectively, mm -hmm. to potentially, depending on how locked down they've got their network and their, and their firewalls to l even just be able to hit that site. Because I'm assuming you're going to have the, the, the cloud account and the processing is actually up there. So Correct. we're using Amazon's processing ability, which is infinitely more powerful than this little processor we've got here that drives your R2 or your AMX or your Crestron or whatever mm -hmm. else, yeah? So they're going to have to. There's going to have to be a big mindset change, not just in the AV space, but also in the IT space. 
Yeah, but I mean, you know, security, it, it is, is vitally uh, important to all organisations and the bigger the organisation, the, the more important it is. Uh, uh, look, I mean, but people, this is the funny thing, right? Like, so people talk about security. Every day you trust, there's, there's basically two services that everyone uses. They either use the, uh, a, a, well, sorry, probably three. You know, they're using Google to store information and their data. They're also using Microsoft as well as another big player in, in that area. And they're also using Amazon, right? They're, they're the three big play, players in the cloud market. We already trust all these businesses, banks, or, and government organizations trust these companies around the world. They already trust them. So how hard would it be to get these devices on the network? It's a trusted mm -hmm. source already. I, I, yeah. I, I just think it's a no-brainer. I, I, I really, we, the, 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 the notion of security or the idea that security is the, is the barrier at the moment I don't believe it is. I don't believe it is. They, 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 you wouldn't trust these companies if they, with your data if they weren't secure. So if they can do that... Well, I guess, yeah, I, I guess, I mean, uh, you know, as, I, as you've just said that, like a lot of my clients are, are using the three, Microsoft 365. Okay, well, where's that data stored, right? So it's over in the Microsoft, Azure, Azure or whatever it's called. Yeah, so no, Azure, if they can trust Azure that... Azure is the authentication, yeah. So, yeah, it really just becomes back to the mindset um, of of the people within the space. Yeah, I, I and the other thing that that uh, I think is a, a non-event is when when we're talking about security with these devices, it's like, oh, I don't want it listening into me whilst I'm at work. Well, hey, stiff biggies, <laughs> we've got them installed at home, right? Uh, yeah, the last where's your phone? We've, been, we've been working, most people have been working at home for the last 12 months. Um, people like myself have got two, three of these kinds of devices on. Uh, yeah. We're having private conversations uh, regarding work. Um, you don't have a problem with it now. Why would you have a problem with it if it's at work? Like it, it, it doesn't yeah. make sense. It doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. And you can VLAN set securities on VLANs and all sorts of stuff. So there's always ways around if you really are um, really, really worried about the security, isn't there? So, I, but I think people are worried about like the listening inside of things as well from a security point of view. So that's that's what I'm saying. So that's yeah. my point is that you know yeah. we, we could be having these private conversations because we're being forced to work from home, uh, and you have these devices all around you. It's okay. It's okay in that environment. Well, well, what happens when I go back to work and we set up the same environment where we have these voice assistants around the place? Same thing. You think you think people will get a bit more um, careful about what they're going to say? They yeah, sit there and go, oh, you know, uh, talking to someone or talking talking to the, your your partner or something like that. Might be right beside you. Going, what's the what's the pin number for our credit card again? You know, one two three four. Okay, cool. Uh, Alexa's gone. Thanks very much. I'll have that. Like, is there that concern? Surely there's enough credibility. But with, once again, you're talking companies. about you're talking about Amazon. You're, you're talking about Apple. You know, with their Siri product. Um, you know, you, you're talking about Google. I mean, these are honestly three of the most trusted companies in the world. And you know what? Yeah. I, for most people, 
all three of those companies have your credit card. And you're, yeah. you're worried about your PIN number? They already have your credit card. They know where you live. They know what you order. They, they know where you go. Yeah. What are you worried about? They, they have all this and information. I get, <laughs> yeah, you're right. And the reality is um, it would be a bad play for them. I mean, they, it's, it's within their interest to maintain that trust. Like that's, have to. that's their biggest asset almost, isn't it? It's, it's trust. Yeah. So, that's, that's exactly yeah. what it's all, all built upon. We're, we're trusting. And, and you know, and, and some would say that that is a concern. That is a worry that we are as, as, as users, as individuals uh, are putting so much trust into these three or four companies. They, they have the power. They're the most powerful companies in the world because they have our data. They have our information. They know everything about us. Pretty, pretty crazy, really. <laughs> pretty smart on their behalf. Pretty smart on their behalf. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. so your big tip, and it is really around, you, you believe firmly that Alexa is probably the, uh, the biggest disruptor to control, um, as yep. we understand it. So what about... Uh, what about the audience? I wonder what I wonder what they think. We put well, it out there. It's it's funny. I, I know that every time I talk about this, I, there's always people that are sort of saying talking about privacy and so on. I get it. There was, there was a guy recently on LinkedIn saying about privacy, and I I get it. I get it. We should we should protect ourselves. We should protect our data as much as we possibly can. I get it. But the majority of people don't. And the majority of people trust these organizations and we give up a lot. And, I, and as a result, I don't think there's such thing as, as privacy anymore. I mean, with everything that's going yeah. on, whether you're catching the train and you're tapping and going, you're paying for something, um, you know, I mean, we, we, we're basically... A digital footprint. Digital footprint. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's massive, right? And, you know, you're talking yeah. about like people getting concerned about... Um, you know, having these devices, say, at, at in the office or, or worrying about listening to our conversations. I mean, remember when cameras first started getting rolled out in, in Australia on public transport and in buildings and things like that? Uh, or even, mm. even take, it back, take it back even further. This, this is showing my age. But when, when ATMs were first rolled out, there was, or, uh, there was people sceptical about using their card and putting a PIN number in and getting cash out. And then it was then it was internet banking. Oh, geez, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put my details on and access my bank. That's not secure. Yeah. And 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 then it was there yeah. was uh, online shopping. Oh, I'm not gonna buy anything online because my credit card details. Well, wh where are we today? Where are we today? Yeah. Like you know, yeah. who goes into a bank? <laughs> yeah. Like There's you pay a, for everything on things. credit card. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's right. And look. Um, interesting enough, I've noticed, I only noticed it in the last couple of months, and uh, we've certainly digressed from the control thing, but the, it's, it's really around security, and that when you go through Woolies over here, Woolworths, uh, which is, for those outside of Australia, people. this is a super, the fresh food people, this is a supermarket, like, like the, in the States, you've got Walmart and Publix and all those um, Kroger's and stuff like that. When you do the self-serve, I didn't realise until I was sitting there looking at it when my kids have got swiping it now. They all love swiping it, right? And then they love swiping Dad's card. Um, there's a camera on you. And yep. smack bang right on your face. And you're going, oh, I had no idea. And uh, th this stuff's happening whether we like it or not. I mean, um, facial recognition cameras, number plate recognition cameras, yep. whether we know it or not, we, are, we have got a footprint 
bloody everywhere. I mean, you know, look, those, the, the cameras that they roll Wonderful. out to catch people speeding that are, you know, doing 100, 120 kilometres an hour and they're, they're picking up the number plates or, or even more, they're actually, they're that accurate these days that they're actually picking up people talking on telephones driving 120 k's an hour as they're driving under a bridge. Boom, there you go. Get the yeah. number plate, get the rego as well. But, I mean, yeah. that's, that's yeah. how good the technology is. So um, yeah. I, I, I just... Unfortunately, unfortunately, and I don't want to, you know, entice all the, the haters out there, but I'm not, I, I just don't think, unfortunately, there is such thing as, as privacy anymore. I, you know, we, we, are, we are being tracked, but, but yeah. It, it, it's a bit of a digression uh, from control. However, it's still, it's one of the, uh, probably the biggest but, hurdles that has to be jumped for this to that's happen. That's right. That, that's the thing. It leads into that, right? Because, like, that's the thing is that, that People, I mean, maybe maybe one of Crestron's plays were, you know, if someone said, "Well, why wouldn't I, why wouldn't I use Alexa or, or Google Home instead of your product?" Well, probably the first thing they're going to say is, "Oh, it's not secure. It's recording your your, your conversations. Um, the information's going off here. We control it all. We keep it all local. We don't need to send it anywhere." Yeah, that's true. That's true. But I, I, the, I think mm. the mindset is changing, and and I think. As always, when we get to that tipping point of when we we perceive that we're getting more benefit than what we're giving up, then we go, I'm, I'm on board. Yeah. I, I, only thing I see uh, outside of that is really um, connectivity. You know, like what if someone outside your street goes and cuts your, your fibre or your, your connection to the internet? And, what you, and you don't have control? Yeah. Oh yeah, I you get got it. Bigger, you got bigger pro controls at that point. Control is it's the least of your worries. If you're yeah, if, yeah, if, that's if right. you're talking about a, any kind of organization, commercial environment, your your number one um, your number one concern. I mean, outside of security, is connectivity. And if someone has cut your connection to the world, you got bigger issues than I can't control my AV. That's that's the least yeah. of your worries. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's a fair point. That's a fair point. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, I hear that yeah. argument a lot, right? And I just go, yeah. "What's wrong with you? Like the the data, these people can't, you know, cost millions of dollars per minute, you know, or that every time that their their business is down, the last thing they're worried about is their AV systems or any other system that's really connected. They they need their PCs back online. Yeah, yeah, and most of them have failovers anyway, so. When you get Correct. that sort of level that you have to worry about that sort of stuff. So, exactly. so anyway, look, we're going to throw it out to the market, Pete. Throw it out on um, on YouTube and LinkedIn for the Kiwis. It's LinkedIn. Want to want to throw it out there? What what do you think about Alexa? Let's be clear about what we're asking here. What do you think about Alexa being the control system? in what timeline five years from now or do you reckon 10 years i mean the uptake hasn't been as fast as you probably expected no, it, I, yeah? yeah but yeah what's interesting is that um covid has accelerated a number of technologies so you, you think it? about yeah. it there is a lot of people uh you know returning to work i'm I, i'm sure you know there's there's a, a difference between what's happening in australia and what's happening here in the us and in particular in new york People, honestly, people here in New York, they are scared shitless. They are, they are 
you, you know, I, I mean, rightly or wrongly, I mean, you know, they're fearful and there's been a, 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 a lot of deaths and a lot of doom and gloom and, and, and all that happened here in, in New York in particular. So people are now so scared. They're so, so scared to touch any surfaces. They're so, like, you see them opening doors with elbows and feet, their feet and their knees and, and you know, they're wearing gloves. Like, uh, they've got full face shields on. Even the other day I was at a client site and he was like, oh, have you seen my phone? I'm like, oh, yeah, here it is. And, and I went to pick it up. No, don't touch it. And I'm like, okay. Right. There is this mean, fear. Meanwhile, Pete's walking down the, down the street with nothing on his face, no gloves, barely, <laughs> barely lucky to have his pants on. Um. <laughs> I try. I mean, every now and again. But, but, but this, this is how fearful people are. And so yeah. what's going to happen is that we need to design around that. So how do we create touchless and touchless control environments? So one of the things yeah. that we didn't really touch on is, is our, our, own, our own devices, our, our mobile phones, having an app on there to control the rooms. Yeah, that's one way. I'm, oh. I'm happy to touch my own phone. But, but what about, what about uh, having like one-touch meeting joins, having the ability to do that? So I'm touching less. And what about touchless in? Got to read you elbow. <laughs> and, and, but, and, and touchless environments, so voice. So once again, we use it. We use uh, these voice assistants uh, at home. Let's deploy it out in the workplace. So you know, I'm hearing uh, Instacart. Uh, they're using. I don't know. Do you know what Instacart is? Uh, is this shopping? Shopping, yeah, people, personal shopping, people, you place your order with Instacart, people go to the shop, pick it up and deliver it to you. Yeah, that's Apparently right. Apparently, Uber for shopping, they're, yeah? Yeah. They're, they're deploying, they're deploying uh, voice control, voice assistance in, in their meeting spaces. That's all it takes. It just takes someone, someone to take that initiative and show the, show the people that it, it works for, for it to be picked yeah. up. So, so long story short, to answer your question, when do I see it? I see, I see it take up in the next 12 months. I, I, and I'm not saying really? hey, it's going to be, yeah. I mean, as far as we're starting to get momentum, like you, you get one company that's doing it and then, and then the rest will follow. They all, no one wants to be that guinea pig. So I, I think that in the next 12 months, you'll slowly start to see, you know, this takeover of these control systems. I said, not necessarily in complex spaces. Let's, let's, let's frame yeah. it. It's only early, right? Relatively simple kind of meeting spaces. And these rooms are getting simpler, uh, you know, by the day. So I, 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 you'll start to see more of a take-up two years from now, I think three years from now. I really believe it, it'll be the standard. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, that's a big call. So what do you think? What does the world think? Throw it out there. Throw it on our LinkedIn channel and our YouTube channel. Actually, don't put it on the YouTube channel. We don't check it. Put it on the LinkedIn channel. <laughs> and and uh, we need a hashtag for this. People, we're going to call it. Um, uh, uh, control disruption. Hashtag disrupted control. There we go. Hashtag disrupted control. There you go. Okay. Maybe. Okay. Go hey, with that anyway. Can, here it is. It's right. It's right there. Yep. Yep. Right there. Yep. Absolutely. All right, mate, we should probably stop waffling on. We've been doing it again. Actually, today, Pete, for you, because one thing I love about you is your passion. 
and uh, it's a round of applause for you. All right, so well done. Um, and uh, it's as always, it's a pleasure to talk to you and uh, see what's going on. I need to comment um, on your background. Uh, you've got a beautiful acoustic panelling, I mean, nothing like uh, living what you love. Acoustic panelling in the back there and a, and a plant. I didn't realise you were such a green thumb, but anyway, that's, uh, that's, that's how you rock. Oh, sharp too. <laughs> <laughs> it is real. That's not a green screen behind you. Yeah, no, that's, that's, it's that's, legit. Uh, actually, just, just for sponsorship reasons, um, do, you, do you know the brand of the, uh, the, the acoustic panel behind you? No, but you know where I bought it from? Instacart or Amazon? Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going for the big hitters. There's sponsorship, okay? We've watched this place. <laughs> Amazon, we'll, we'll Amazon, we... Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right. Hey, mate, great to talk to you. And uh, that is episode, I don't know, what's that, 23? Gun dusted? Yes. Yeah, all right. Yes. So... Tune in. You can see us on LinkedIn's where we normally hang out, uh, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, for a beautiful bit of um, listening when you're on your drive home. Uh, I don't know. We probably haven't turned this into an e-book yet, but jeepers, that'd be some, that'd be some long reading. Aren't There's you a, a pre-author? A pre-author, yeah. Well, I'm actually <laughs> going to change that on my LinkedIn. I started writing a book. I got about yeah, because uh, quick story. Ten, there's about thirty thousand words to a book, right? To getting to a uh -huh. book, that's what you need. I got eight to ten thousand in, and went. I actually really don't believe that I've got this right, and I'm going pushed it over there. So you know, I, I was pre-author because I was writing a book, but then I scrapped it. So now I'm the pre-author who scrapped his book. <laughs> you could write about that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure I have enough words. <laughs> That'll be it. One line. The end. <laughs> anyway, Pete, great to talk to you, mate. We'll talk to you very soon uh, here on the Tech Effect. Talk to you soon.